So if you guys listened to our last episode in the very beginning, you would have heard that I just had my first pop-up. It's true. It's true. It's true. It was it's five really days true. ago. If you were there, um, I know none of you were there because nobody, <laughs> nobody lives in Orlando. But it was in downtown Orlando, and it was a great time. If you guys want to know how it was, it was a great time. Uh, I sold like 40 books. Uh, a lot of people came out. A lot of fun. I uh, got a lot of pictures. I haven't posted any. Yeah, so I was just going to say, this man is different from me one day. because he has the most monumental time of his life and then doesn't <laughs> post any evidence anywhere. It's like I, I hired, I fully hired a photographer and videographer <laughs> and I have not published anything that he sent me. And he showed me the, he didn't send it to me yet, but he showed me like the the like short kind of documentary-esque kind of two minute clip that he made of the of the event and it was so good i loved it like there was this one question he asked me when we were standing outside he was like oh how'd you get into poetry and like i was answering the question but he overlaid it on like different clips of the event you know what i'm talking about so like it sounded kind of like a like a voiceover of me answering the question like how i got into poetry and um i started saying like oh like uh my, my friend from high school got me into a blah blah and and i ended it with saying like I ended with saying like, oh, my friend suggested that I come into poetry club, but I was like, no, fuck, I look like writing poetry. And then like it stopped mm-hmm. there. And then like the the whole like essence of like the night started. It, oh, it was I really cool. That. It was really cool. It was really cute. It was like a trailer uh, to the movie. Yeah, it'll it might come out. I don't know if I want to post oh, it. Wow. But I got some pictures on my TikTok. Uh, posted a little TikTok. If you want to know how it was, but it was great. Thank you guys for uh, none of you guys came, but it's OK. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. No, but don't make it seem interest. like it wasn't popping. There was like hundreds of people there. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> she said 40, 40 books were sold. You signed copies. You act like people yeah, didn't come through. Yeah, it was it was fun. Fun time. I'm, what about you? I what, couldn't what? go. I couldn't. I couldn't pop in, you know, because I live in New York. And <laughs> right. honestly, like, even if I did try to pop in, this man changed the day literally last minute. So if I had bought yeah. tickets, it would have been changed. Yeah. But I did go to Orlando two days after his pop up. That is just what came you did back. this past weekend. And it was a lot of fun. You guys mm-hmm. know that I've been dealing with some burnout, but it was nice to see Mushnoon and his family. And what was, was your favorite part about the trip? When we played basketball together. Really? Yeah. And we like, played for like 10 minutes. Yeah, that was my that was the highlight. I almost crossed you over. You're about to slip and fall. Nah, 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 nah. We got Twist video evidence. Ankle. This man tried tried so hard to win, but <laughs> I won. <laughs> I gotta break it to you. <laughs> I wasn't trying. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but yeah, it was a nice trip. I landed back in New York, and it was 20 degrees, so that was not that great. But it was nice. Welcome back to real life. Mm. But anyways, welcome back to Difficult Dish, a podcast about different South Asian narratives. I am Mahua. And I am Mashnoon. So today we kind of just wanted to rant, you know. We wanted to talk a little bit about some of the experiences that we've gone through. And these experiences have really made us pissed off. But the thing is, we've been very silent through it all and we don't know why. So when we say experiences, that means we've gone through different acts of racism towards us different mm-hmm. microaggressions that we've dealt with just things ignorant that we've just seen. ignorant people in yeah, general some ignorant who don't know what they're saying happened. who think they're saying the right thing but they're not yeah who don't understand Basic, how stupid basically they just like not speaking up in in light of injustice and yeah. we're like why the hell did we not speak up you know but you know how sometimes things just shock you yeah. so much to the point where you're just 
you just don't know what to say or how to respond and later on like hours later or days later you're like ah shit like this would have been the perfect comeback you know so that's what we've been dealing with and we've been talking about it together so we wanted to kind of open it up to the floor but yeah we got a few things to talk about i was like i was just on twitter and i was going through a a twitter page that was just a bunch of school fights right this man just told me that he was watching school (laughs) fights for 30 minutes on the clock and um it's really interesting because uh like nobody ever breaks up fights and Mm. i like i i guess part of it is just nobody wants to get hurt or like get like physically involved and like maybe they could get punched or something but i think in general like it it happens just kind of so suddenly and nobody expects it. And then kind of like what you were saying, they just kind of stand there in shock and don't know the right thing to do. And that kind of happens to us sometimes for various reasons. I mean, I have one thing that I'm going to bring up. You got multiple things you're going to bring up, but, and we both have different reasons for, for why we didn't say anything. So it just kind of depends, but, uh, but yeah, let, let us know if you guys like episodes where we just <laughs> talk <of> about <laughs> random shit. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah okay also i've been getting a lot of comments in my voice y'all like my voice or something yo it's nice you you agree you got a pretty voice you should do you your like own podcast voice? should do your own no. podcast hey welcome <laughs> back to mahua khan's podcast <laughs> no but um yeah so i've been thinking about this word or this this oh, no. ideology model <laughs> minority myth y'all, y'all okay. heard of that what is that well, I had to explain it to Mishun the other day. But right. basically, the model minority myth is the assumption or the stereotype that all Asian Americans or all, well, not all, but people of color are essentially um, quiet. They're very well-mannered. They don't speak up. And there's a stereotype that we're all very quiet and that we will always behave well and that we're all good students. And so it was making me wonder... Is that why Mashun and I stood silent in some situations? Is that why some um, Asian Americans feel like they can't speak up because people already have this stereotype of them in their head? Hmm. Or is it because we live in a society that is very white dominated and people think that if we do speak up, it doesn't really matter because their opinion or their voice, it's going to matter more than us, you know? So I've been thinking about that a lot and... I know we started this off like very serious, but I think putting that out there is a very important thing to think about before we actually start our rant because it's such an interesting concept that so many people still, you know, adopt in the society. And it's like Mashun and I didn't really fit in that mold of Asian Americans who did that well in school. And it's it's just so crazy because there's so many people who don't fit into that stereotype but yet we're characterized as like this really obedient, you know, ethnicity or race or culture group when in reality, it's not like that, you know? I think it's like, I might have said this, I don't know what episode, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, white people have been in this country for for centuries, whereas like people from Bangladesh, people from the Philippines, people from different countries from literally across the world, they just got here, you know, and when you just get here like when you when you're like the new kid at the school like how many new kids at the school are like the class clowns you know they're they're just trying to play it safe they're just trying to like like be okay in like this new setting they're not trying to act out they're not trying to bring light or attention to them even if they do have a lot to say 
it's just kind of like maybe just not their time yet. Whereas like white people have been in this country, like their fam, like their their families who have gone to like the same school for like for generations after generations. Whereas like we don't have that kind of stuff. And of course, that doesn't correlate to every single circumstance. But I think as a whole, that's that may be why like just immigrants are a lot more soft-spoken because they just kind of like don't want to get in trouble you know they don't yeah. really understand like how things go in america you know yeah i also feel like children of immigrants especially girls i know in the south asian community girls are always taught to be silent and always taught to not speak up because yeah. it's kind of characterized as disrespectful or being too the word in Bangladesh, jalak which is sneaky mm-hmm. and Speaking up has always been disregarded and not really um, encouraged. So I think that's also a very big thing when you are an adult and you want to speak up in times of injustice, but you you never were taught to, you know, you were always kind of shamed for doing that. And I don't want to say that, like, my parents ever um, called me out for speaking out because I am very vocal, but it's still very interesting that at sometimes I just feel so stuck and I feel like what I say, like, won't be taken seriously, especially when it's in real life, you know? But I, I think I think with this type of stuff, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's like that one saying, I think Mike Tyson said it, it's like, um, everybody has a plan until they get, like, punched in the face, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. obviously not the same thing, but it's like, you know, no, we that. can, we can all kind of be, we can, we can express that like we're, t- they're, we're this type of person and we're very outspoken. And until it's kind of like the time comes for that to actually be tested, then we kind of like get nervous and we notice that like it's not necessarily the spotlight is on us, but it's kind of like, I said that to say after the first time or after the few times of you do it, then it becomes kind of second nature, you know, so as for you i know you're a very outspoken person about like the type of stuff that you represent but maybe when a certain scenario or situation comes up where you have to prove that you might be a little bit slow because like that hasn't like happened to you much yet Mm -hmm. where people have like straight on like uh what's the word i'm looking for they haven't like straight on not not questioned but you know you you get what I'm saying. Like you yeah, you can kind of talk saying. about you can kind of talk about like the like the kind of stuff that you're gonna bring up. But yeah, I think it's like it, it's just repetition. It's just kind of practice to get better at this type of stuff. Yeah. So there are two incidents that I want to talk about. Mashun and I have already talked about this. I vented to him to him, and he complained to me about what happened the other day. And basically, I was just telling him how I feel kind of like a fraud because in the situations that I'm gonna talk about right now, you know. If I was like on social media, I am very vocal. I feel like I bring a lot of representation and I give a voice to a lot of women that don't have it or even South Asian people or people of color, any gender. And I feel like I'm very outspoken and I'm really proud of that. But in these situations, I just felt so like shocked and I felt so small and I didn't really know how to speak up and that's why it felt like a fraud because i really wanted to say something but i ended up not and one of the situations that i'm going to talk about i've talked about in a few episodes very briefly but i just wanted to talk about like how i felt in that situation and like how i reacted even though i shouldn't have reacted that way so um one of them that happened to me about i think like last month i was basically at school i was having my lunch break in the teacher's room and 
this white substitute lady came in, sat next to me, whatever, and she was talking to me. And she was basically really shocked by the fact that I was Bangladeshi. And she just didn't understand how I could be Bangladeshi considering I look modern in her mm. in her words she said i look too modern to be bangladeshi and basically she kind of said that well she didn't kind of she said it she was like oh but bangladesh is so backwards you're too you're so beautiful to be bangladeshi was she white i forgot yeah she was white she's from oh, israel goodness gracious um she said all of these racist things about bangladesh and i didn't really know how to react i kind of just wanted to be patient with her and just like say it nicely even though i shouldn't have been nice to her i think the reason why i said it nicely to her was because first i was in a work setting and i didn't want to create a sort of disruption in the setting two i didn't really know what her intention was like was it her just genuinely not knowing what she was saying or was it just her being rude like i didn't know and then three i just like didn't know what to say you know so basically like in that moment i was just very shocked and i also like i like what she was saying was very racist you know but it didn't register in my brain and like i can't even say like all the things that she said because there's just so much stuff you know it's more than what i'm saying right now and i didn't realize how bad the situation was until i told mashun about it later that day and like after i realized what happened you know i was like bro like she shouldn't have said that to me and i shouldn't have been nice to her and even Mashun, like, he was like, you know, why didn't you say something like you should have put her in her place? And usually I am that type of person. I'm very hot headed for things like that that are, you know, very important to me. But in that moment, I didn't. And I just felt stupid after. I was like, well, why the hell did I just let that slide? You know, like she was literally coming at my appearance. She was coming at um, the beauty of people in Bangladesh. She was coming at Bangladesh as a whole. She was coming at so many different things. And I just, I don't know. I think I just felt like little in front of her and I didn't say anything. And I, I still feel so stupid about it, you know? It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, you were also at school and, you know, school is your profession. like That's your career. And maybe you just, may, maybe it was where you were, you know, if you were in a place that was a little bit more comfortable, if you were like outside at a coffee shop and somebody just came up to you and said that. I'm sure that you would be more inclined to say something. So maybe that's something that you can take into account. You know, it's like a yeah. bro. It's like last weekend we saw we saw Will Smith slap the shit out of Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, and, he should. And Chris Rock didn't um, you know, he didn't do anything. And mm-hmm. it, you know, there obviously there are like different reasons to like why people think he did do anything. But like one of them is like you know that's the Oscar. That's the biggest stage in the world. What what does he look like just being unprofessional and like you know. Mm-hmm. If, if he goes back there and just like slaps him back like how does that make chris rock look you know and it's like yeah chris rock's like he gets money from like being on like zootopia 4 you know like and his movies and his voiceover so like why is he gonna jeopardize that for like some pride and some ego even if like you know in my opinion i think will smith was a little out of pocket with what he did and i, nah, I don't, mean I don't that. think I don't, he was out of pocket you don't think so you want to do the same thing for your wife Hold on, hold on, no, you can't see. You gotta slow down. You gotta slow down. No, you literally told me that you do the same thing for me. No, we okay. I would, but that's not me saying that it's the right action. It's still the wrong action. Oh, okay. Like you, you know? do it backstage. No, I would have done the exact same thing Will Smith has done, but 
either me doing it or him doing it, it's still wrong. That that oh, is okay. not the right way to go about it. Anyways, it's my my point is um you know maybe maybe the school, maybe you were at school. You know what I also think it is? I think I make a lot of excuses for people. Like, I always see the best in people. So my assumption was, okay, maybe she just didn't say her thoughts in the right way. Maybe she was just curious. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe she... Because she was older. She was probably in, like, her 50s or 60s, you know? Like, yeah. She's probably a grandma. Yeah. So maybe, like, you know, that generation just... Did, they don't... They aren't, like, slick with the way they say their words, like how we are. You know, they're not... What's the word? Like, they're not um, sensitive to words or the way... I don't know. But so that was my thinking, you know? I was like, okay, maybe she's just curious. But then I was like, bro, screw your curiosity. Like, I shouldn't be the one to coddle you and teach you in this way. Like, I'm not going to be a stepping stone for your curiosity. I don't know. I'm just still very pissed off about it. And I was telling Mishu, and I was like, yeah, I feel like a fraud. And do you remember what you told me? what you were like you were like oh after this situation because i'll talk about the other situation later but you were like after this situation you can use it as a learning tool and you're gonna realize more in the future what you have to do and how you should react because since i've never really had these direct forms of microaggressions or racism at least at my age right now that i can remember I've I've never really like I don't really know how to deal with it when it happens but since now I kind of know the situations and I've I've like understood how I should react I can kind of assess the situation better in the future you know like now I know exactly. how to react and how I would want my ideal self to react for sure yeah you want to talk about your situation <laughs> oh man yeah um on. oh man so, okay so so boom I was in class yesterday uh 3 p.m class business climate analysis uh ucf mm. uh university of central florida mm. and i was in class if and i have a group in this class right three girls in in the class one of the girls actually just uh broke her vertebrae so she's not coming to class anymore why did you <laughs> so, mention that though uh, just to give extra context to my listeners yeah, yeah. um uh <laughs> And so it's just uh, me and these two other girls, right? I won't name drop, just out of uh, politeness. No one asked you to. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, so boom, we're we're chatting it up, whatever. We're talking, and uh, the the two girls that are in my group, they both have boyfriends that uh, live in like the Pacific Northwest, and they were just kind of talking about like the culture and like you know Oregon and and Washington and places like that. One of my group mates was like, "Oh, um, wait, you, you gotta, know, you gotta drop the ethnicities of these girls." Right, that's okay. coming. That's coming. Oh, oh, sorry, let, sorry. let me, let me, you know. Oh, me, he's you know, he's roll into it. So, so one of the girls is white, one of the girls is black. Boom, easy to remember. Boom. Um, uh, so so black girl is saying, um, oh, like the food over there, it's not, you know, it's just very American. They don't have too many like cultured kind of foods, and then white girl. This sparks a, a drastic memory from her from her head. <laughs> Where now white girl white girl goes, Oh, that reminds me. Last weekend I ate at an Ethiopian restaurant and it was really good. And you know, now we're listening, we're listening to what she has to say. And white girl goes, Um, 
yeah, like, you know, their main dish is like this really big crepe. And then they have like these different dishes that are like potatoes and lentils and all these different spices. And it's literally some of the most, the best food I've ever had. It was so ethnic and it was so spicy. And and now I'm just like, okay, like you're starting to say a lot. I'm saying this in my head. I'm not saying that to her. <laughs> but I'm just like, you're starting to say a lot. But I keep listening. And then she hits me. She hits us. Us. She hits me and me and black girl with, oh, um, uh, you know, if you guys are are into like ethnic foods, if you guys are into <laughs> culture foods, um, you know, spicy foods, you know, I think you guys should try it out. We ain't never out. had that. We ain't never and had that. She's like like stone face, like very serious. She's like, I love spicy food. You know, and my spice tolerance is real high. So I loved it. And if you guys love ethnic food too, you should try it. <laughs> and now, you know what? Do you remember what I said after you told me that story? I was like, what? she definitely heard you guys talking about how that place has no culture. So then she was trying to outdo both of you, the exact- black girl and the yeah, brown so, boy, with so, culture. So this just got me thinking, right? So let me let me just finish up. So. I um so she says this and me and me and the black girl like don't say anything we're just kind of looking at her and that was like the end of the conversation like and same kind of thing with you obviously not the same like thing that was said to us but I was I didn't know what to say because <laughs> in that in that essence it was obvious that like this girl didn't just does not understand like what comes with like being a person of color she thinks it's like we've lived the same lives but i'm just like darker skin color like she doesn't understand that the lifestyles might be different and this is not like a disrespectful girl this is a very cool girl she's nice she's she's cool um so i was really shocked that she said this and i didn't say anything right and so i was talking to you later on and you know what what would you have done in this situation I honestly don't know. <laughs> I think I'd just be shocked and I like wouldn't say anything. Exactly. That That's kind of where I was. I was just in shock because I really realized just, uh, again, certain white people just think the only difference is the skin color. This mm-hmm. girl is telling me, she is looking me in the eye and she's telling me, if you like cultured food, try out Ethiopian. You know what Ethiopian food is? We had it. Ethiopian yeah, food Ethiopian. Is, is what she was talking about. She's literally talking about ruti and yeah. Why she say crepe? Because she doesn't know what ruti is. <laughs> she doesn't know what that is. She's called it. A crepe. Well, I mean, I guess like the big thing it comes on is kind of like a crepe type. But of she showed me pictures. It was ruti and dal and ruti and alubaji, and I didn't want to just look her in the face and be like, "Hey, I had this for uh, eighteen years of my life." <laughs> because <laughs> i didn't want to be a dickhead but i also didn't know how to uh, politely educate this girl that she sounds so stupid right now but what do you think her purpose was in saying that like did her- she just want to like fit in with the convo because she felt left out or do you think she just like wanted to be like oh yeah i'm cultural too like, you see there I'm are different white there, girl. there are different shades to the white to the white people right <laughs> there's a spectrum to it the spectrum right. that she's in She's in the she's in the zone in the realm of white people where like she's a cool person, 
but she thinks she knows so much more than she actually does about what diversity is, about what it means to be a person of color, about the struggle and the lifestyles of people who are not white. Mm. You know, she just doesn't get it. Not that she's ignorant to it. It's like the superficial level. She's not ignorant. She's just unaware. She just has no idea. Yeah. And she was just, she was just talking to us like, like we were white people, you know? You know what it reminds me of? I think I told you about this like a while ago, but it's like those white New York City bloggers and TikTokers who always show their luxury apartments and like New York City and these beautiful aspects right yeah and then people are complaining saying like oh show new york city for like what it is which is poverty and um gentrification all that and white people think it's we're asking for them to show like the trash like construction Construction. (laughs) (laughs) it's like just so surface level and just completely missing the point and and you know it's like obviously there's cool white people it's very right. cool. My sister dates a, a dope white guy. I won't say mm-hmm. dope. I mean, he he's he's cool. <laughs> Yo, if you listen, no, cool. that was me to me. He he's really cool. Um, but there are white people that just piss me off, and I I ask my listeners, what would you have done in this situation? Because I Down below, you know, if if this girl said it in an ignorant way, I would have popped off. You know, mm-hmm. but knowing but you that, say like, that, you say that. No, nah, I would have. I would have. Okay. I know I would have. Right. I mean, I wouldn't popped up because, like, in general, like, I'm I'm generally nice to people, especially girls. Yeah. Honestly, like, if it was yeah. a guy, I would have popped off. But right. like for girls, I'm not gonna be like a. I'm not gonna be mean to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just uh didn't really know what to do in this situation, and it just kind of made me sad because uh, you know, it it, it just uh, you know, my one of my biggest kind of pet peeves, pet peeves, and biggest concerns in general is the thought that people think that just because you know we've done similar things and we have similar things mean we've lived similar lives Mm -hmm. and i think that's my biggest thing that upsets me white people is because they just don't get that the life is different it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And I don't want to generalize because I know there's a lot of white people that care a lot and they try their best to care. And I don't want to make it seem like there aren't any because I know a lot. But I'm just saying for the people that we've been accustomed to and for what like what we see on social media and people in general, it's just very surface level. Like even when white influencers are talking about political things like about Ukraine, about whatever it is, it's just like very surface level. And it's only like appeasing the masses you know like they're not going to be talking about palestine they're not going to be talking about syria it's about the thing that they already know is getting supported yeah and it's like you know like a a message to all white people like whether you're ignorant or or not you know just be ignorant just because we have we both have nice apartments and we both have nice jobs does not mean that we've lived similar lives we've lived different lives 
we eat different foods. We grew、mm. up eating spicy food.、Mm. I grew up eating roti and dal. Just because、mm. you have it for the first time at 23 years old does、mm. not mean that I should go have it for the、Say、first time、louder. at 23 years old. You know, understand that the lives are different. The lives,、Say、the lifestyles,、louder. the way we grew up, very, very different. So if we have the same thing, that means that you're a little bit behind because. We should not be having the same thing. White people should be having statistically more than us. But if you see we're on the same pedestal, just give me my props and give me my respect because、mm. I've had to work harder than you to get here.、Mm-hmm. So don't treat it like it's the same. Talk it. That's all I got. I got two things to say. Ah, go for it. But I, I, I thought I had only one more story left, but I actually have two. <laughs> I thought I had one more story. Hey, when this girl was here, I made her. I made her a bagel. I knew you were gonna. I made her a bagel with tuna spread and scrambled eggs. She ate the whole thing, and then you know what she says? <laughs> I want another one. <laughs> so I make this girl a second bagel. This girl is eating a second bagel with tuna hey, and don't, eggs. Hey, don't don't spread lies. You know、I、what she says? Side of the bagel. You know what she says after the second bagel? <laughs> I want cream. I want cheesecake. <laughs> How can I resist the cheesecake? The cheesecake had "Welcome Home" on it with little hearts. Why would I、But、not eat like, it? It's like, please, just two bagels and cheesecake. That's enough for a day. And then I loved the tuna on the bagel so much. I came back to New York that same day, and I went straight to the. I went to two grocery stores <laughs> to try to find that tuna, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So now I'm sad without my tuna.、Uh. Now I'm just gonna wait for Mushroom to come back again in New York. <laughs> Oh, you want me to bring the tuna on the plane? It was. It's literally tuna. It's literally tuna and mayonnaise. You know this man once. You you know this man once brought a what is it? A lobster, lobster lobster pasta pasta. on the train for on the train on the plane Plane. for me in his luggage. Yeah, just for me. You remember they TSA wanted to take it away. Yeah. Yeah, I was fighting with them. It was. It was like it was seen out of a movie. I was trying to grab it from their hands. They were trying to take it away from me. I said、uh, no.、Nope. Anyway, all right. Let me talk. Let me talk. I'm sorry if my audio my audio is weird. I'm holding my microphone in my hand. This is the first time. Yeah, I don't know、this. why this、good. man. It's a lot more. Hold it today. No, honestly, I I I feel a lot more comfortable and casual. I think if this sounds good, <laughs> if if this sounds like ass, I'm sorry. But if this sounds good, you should try it out for the next episode. It makes、all、things right, a、we'll、lot see, more. We'll see. All right. Sorry. Continue. All right. So there's two other two other two other situations. <laughs> <laughs> Long day, guys. I did a long day, of, full day of teaching today. No pay. Anyway, so <laughs> y'all, you know, first graders are learning about cardinal directions. I heard that.、Cardinal、I was like, "What the、direction? hell is cardinal directions?" They're learning about sound waves. I don't even know about sound waves. All right. Anyway, so I was thinking about another situation, two situations. So the first one, let me talk about briefly. So I recently posted a reel on my Instagram. Y'all, I've been popping off of, on Instagram. If you want to check it out, she、so、really has. I posted a reel, and it's about basically I was at a gallery in February, I think, and I was looking at the art. Why are you smiling? February. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Continue. So I was looking at the art, and you know, I wanted to take some picture of the art because art inspires me because I'm an artist. Right. And even then, I shouldn't have to explain myself. 
And I was also wearing three of my designs. You know, I was wearing my matching right. sweatshirt, my matching sweatpants. I was wearing my tote bag. Like, Damn, the that's whole crazy. Spiel. Where can I get that? Yo, labyrinthab.com. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. But anyway, this white woman, like, I can see her from the corner of my eye. She's just standing there, like, snickering, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to pay attention to her. Like, she's probably just one of those, like, stupid-ass white ladies, you know? Right. And then she comes, she has the audacity. She comes up to me, and she was like, she was like, try looking at the art instead of taking pictures. Uh. And at first, I thought I heard wrong, right? She said something like that along those lines. I thought I heard wrong because I was like, there's no way this lady is saying this to me only right now. Because yeah. there's so many people in this gallery. Like, why is she only coming up to me? And then she said it again because I think I said what or something. And I, I remember, like, after she said it, I was just so shocked. And I didn't really know what to say. But the first thing that came to my head was, like, I did, I did look at the art first. Hmm. But it's also, like, that was the best I could come up with, you know? Like, you know when something happens and, like, you don't assess the situation because you're just so shocked and then you think of a better response, like, m- months later, basically? Right. But I thought of a better response and I should have been so much angrier because why the hell did she only come up to me? And then after I said that, I guess she kind of, like, got was taken aback that I even responded because she probably thought I was, like, such a weak, like, brown girl, blah, blah, blah. And she, like, kind of, like, laughed to herself because she was probably just like shocked as well but even though my response was weak she was probably shocked that i even responded instead of just like walking away like she expected and i was just so mad because like there's so many white people in this gallery she's not speaking up to anyone else except me and she's like assuming that i'm this like fragile girl that like needs opinion opinions from her you know and i was just so mad and I made this real and I talked about how we should still take up space as brown people. We shouldn't back down. There are so many white people that are doing the same thing and they're getting um, so much credit for it. They're getting success from it, which means like posting or being an influencer or like whatever it is. But whenever we try to do the same thing, it's such a big problem. Hmm. So I know I, it sounded very brave when I posted that reel and it sounded like I had all my shit together. But honestly, when that situation happened, like I was so mad, but I was also so shocked and taken aback that i definitely didn't have that mindset in that situation so yeah i wanted to bring it up because like i just wanted to say that like i'm also very human when it comes to things like this and i'm not always you know like speaking up for myself just because you're not confrontational doesn't mean that you're not like proud of the things that you represent like that's just this whole other entity that it's hard for people to become confrontational it's either like you are or you're not and it's something if you just grew up being accustomed to and you know just because you're not confrontational does not mean that you're not like a strong representation of the things that you enjoy so yeah but i think these situations are really making me more aware and cognizant of the things that are happening and just i know how to approach them later on you know now like i i do think that i am confrontational i like getting rid of any issues or tension when it happens and i think it's just making me more and more tougher and braver with my words so yeah i guess you you live and you learn you know let's do some role play i'll be an annoying white lady and you just be yourself oh wow that's what we're doing All all right pretend you're taking pictures of the artwork okay taking pictures taking pictures um excuse me i think you should you should uh you should look at the art instead of taking pictures of it i think you should go home and look in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you said 
That's not at all what you Next would say. time, I'll just imagine all of these white ladies that come up to me. It's just you. <laughs> it's so funny. I posted TikToks with Machoon. And so many people were like, oh, my God, you and Machoon are the same person. No, we're you not. You agree or no? <laughs> no, not at all. You, you agree or no? You're a, you're a big silly goose and I'm a professional young lad. <laughs> if I'm a big silly goose, you know what yeah. you are? Uh, well, tell me. You're the goose hen that freaking is birthed <laughs> at Lake Yola. <laughs> what the hell are you All saying? Right. I, won't, I won't bore you guys with the third story that I had, but it was something along the lines of me just standing by when I was just really infuriated. She infuriated, just said she infuriated. Bore us with the story. Huh? No, nothing, nothing. What'd you say? No, I, nothing. No, I had a third story. Oh, <laughs> did you say that I, you were bored? <laughs> <laughs> no i was just really infuriated and i basically stood by instead of speaking up even though i really wanted to but mm. i also didn't want to disrupt the power because it happened at my workplace at the school my elementary yeah. school i didn't want to disrupt the power and you know make it a bigger deal in front of the officials of the school yeah but it was i was basically like i there was this brown boy that was probably like in early elementary in fourth or fifth grade he um was speaking really lowly one of the teachers were very disrespectful to him because of how how um, low his voice was and i really want to say something to defend him because you know i love my little brown kids and i didn't say anything because it was like a, a school official that was talking to him like that and i didn't want to like you know be loud in that space which also shows how like you don't want to be too loud in a white space because you feel like your voice won't be as bright yeah it's crazy yeah yeah honestly i mean you know i feel like a lot of the things that you say um like i don't want to sound like a dick but i feel like like i know that i would have said things in like all of those situations yeah so i'm hoping that like these things that have happened to you i think i hope that the next time if something does happen to you i i hope you do like remember talking yeah, about it and i am you know i am yeah all right, so we asked you guys for some situations that you guys were involved in, which involves microaggressions, acts of racism. If you, you guys don't follow us on Instagram, it's difficult dish on Instagram. It's at difficult on dish Instagram. On Instagram, it's difficult dish. Uh, we have a lot of reviews. Keep reviewing us. Keep yeah. sending us ratings. If you guys love us, please tell us yeah give us a rating on spotify like all right thank you so much for for reviewing us on apple Podcasts and spotify we really appreciate it a lot and it doesn't take that much time if you want to do it you want to pull up the the responses we got all right i got a good one um because i've definitely had this happen too quote-unquote friends saying slurs to my face about Mm. me when they're getting comfortable dot 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 not that's cool. a good one you ever had that yo yo not slurs because i don't know if i can really say that my culture gets slurs like that i don't know I, a lot of my friends are brown so i doubt that there are slurs but i know so many brown people that think that they have the audacity to say the n-word in front of other brown people in front of black people they think that they have this end card like right just because they have black friends bro you are not allowed to say it and like the fact is there's so many bangali brown boys in new york who think that they have this right 
when bro like you're sick in the head for that you're sick in the head for that in 2022 you're saying that with your whole chest like for me like i will send it to your university oh wow i like these are literally aspiring physicians aspiring doctors police officers whatever they are and they're saying the n-word disgusting disgusting you got anything um i mean i can't think of slurs but i definitely had like my quote-unquote friends back then like start making fun of me i remember i used to have this one moroccan friend he used to just call me india like Mm. my name would be india yeah yo india Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. when i was like that young like obviously i didn't i didn't care but like it's it's not that i feared confrontation it's just that like i just didn't really see that stuff as like an issue you know even though it is like exactly like no i'm all that i get that like it was stupid but i mean also we were like 13 14 not not to like bring like age into it but i definitely did have that a lot and um it's it's crazy i mean it doesn't happen anymore but if you got friends that are doing that bro it's uh you know you are probably the best person to educate them about what they're doing wrong because mm-hmm. you know if they're that comfortable with you to say stupid shit near you they should be okay with hearing how stupid they sound from you mm-hmm. you know so definitely don't be scared to to raise your voice it's i think it's the hardest to actually say something to your friends or close group of friends that are saying this to you because it's like how do you speak up against your friends you know like sometimes you are so close with the person where you feel like you can talk to them about anything you can you know bring it up to them without any problem but there's also those friends that like you can't bring it up to them because it feels like they're gonna be very defending (laughs) they're gonna be very defensive and not really hear you out and you can't mention it to them because they're gonna make you feel smaller and make you feel bad about the situation so it's i feel like it's really hard to say those things to your friends because i've definitely had situations where i mean i've been called this my whole life i was always characterized as a dumb friend and i think i'm really smart like I literally graduated early. I have my master's and I feel like a, a very big part of why I overcompensated all of the success that I have is because of those comments that I heard growing up from like my parents and friends. And it's just so hard to say something and speak up to your friends because like they are supposed to be the ones that have your back and like they know you the best, but it's so yeah. hard to like actually say something, you know? I mean, I, I don't relate at all. Cause I'm the exact opposite, but right. I, I I totally uh, I get it. You know, I totally yeah. get it, and I am mm-hmm. proud of you for everything you've accomplished. You're not the dumb friend. You're the you're the smartest friend. Thank you. You're welcome. You know everything. You know about cardinal light lighting and sound. What the hell did you say? I don't know. <laughs> um, we got a couple more, but I'll just say one more. Um, I threatened to smack a white racist kid at high school. Then I got reported to the police. Mm, it's crazy how like there are well actually i don't even know the validity of the statement but like there are students that get very little punishment based on their skin color especially in in um low actually no high income areas Mm. the students that are there the white students barely get any repercussion like, for example, like, you know, so many white kids that are literally accused of assault, of rape, so many different things, and they don't get anything because of the money that they have, because of their family status. 
And but if you threaten to basically defend yourself against a racist comment or whatever it is, and you're a person of color, you're going to get friggin' the worst punishment before you even do anything, you know, which is crazy to me. I think like not not to bring up like the violence aspect, but I think it's like, you know, I I think white people just over dramatize any like small inconvenience because they know that they just can the fact that Mm -hmm. like you're calling the police because somebody threatened to smack you in high school it's like only a a really privileged white person would take that extremity if you you know for whatever reason if you were people believe them if you were actually like you know fearful and scared that like you were gonna get hit cool like whatever tell like your teacher (laughs) like you're calling the police the police have more important things to do than come to your high school you know it's like they just over dramatize everything and i don't know what the skin color of the person who wrote that is but it's like you know if a black kid threatens a white kid compared to if a white kid threatens a white kid i swear that the percentage the likeliness of them escalating the situation is probably a lot higher if the kid's black these white adults really act like first graders because i literally have my first graders come up to me like miss khan he just he just took my pencil and and said that he's gonna slap me are you in first grade are you in first grade like why are you acting like that at 40 years old just because you know that the police is gonna be on your side yeah but anyway yeah it's crazy that like our skin color really determines just the punishment and our fate it do huh yeah you got some 10 second advice um no i really don't i got yeah yeah go for it champ so you know i went to orlando recently came back yesterday um I actually haven't been on vacation since last August, which isn't that long. I went to Mexico in August for a wedding. And I know a lot of people don't even have the privilege to travel, but I used to love traveling. I used to go like every couple of months, you know, um, and, but I stopped because of the pandemic and just how much I was working. And I think like even talking to your sister, I was talking to Mashun's sister and she travels a lot because she has a really good job and she deserves it, you know. And I think traveling is just such a luxury, but if you have the privilege to do it, it is such a nice way to celebrate your wins because Mashun and I work really hard. Like I work really hard without any break. I've been so burnt out the past few months and that vacation, it did re-energize me, but it also just showed me that I deserve to celebrate the success that I have and I don't have to just keep pushing and pushing and I should take that break once in a while and just splurge, you know. Once in a while, I'm not saying every other day, but it's really nice to take a vacation and just kind of try my best to turn off everything and just turn off the stress for a little bit. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I got one. Um, I'll go more in depth in the next time that we talk about like making friends and stuff, because, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, I've made I've made a couple of friends in the last. Yeah, we want to make a whole episode on making friends. We've been we've been excelling in that field now. Nah? Mm. But uh, just one thing, one one small thing is um don't don't be scared to go out to events by yourself yeah and and don't be scared if like if you go somewhere with a friend and then your friend has to leave early that doesn't mean that you have to leave early Mm. just stay and and try to talk to other people well that's also subjective because i know when i feel anxious at events i just leave Okay, I, I I get that. I'm just saying, like, this is Mashun's advice, right? This is not Mashun's right, advice. Go ahead, sorry, sorry. I'm saying in, in the sense of, like, if you're just kind of, like, embarrassed of being there by yourself. You know, like, everybody is, like, 
embarrassed to, to go out by themselves because they don't want to seem like they don't have friends i'm saying for like those people like just get over it like you can make a lot of cool friends if mm-hmm. you just go out to play by yourself just step by your comfort true room. you and find we'll, like-minded uh, people in like-minded areas yeah and we'll we'll go more in depth with this and uh, yeah let us know if you guys want a more in-depth episode on making brown friends and just getting out of your comfort zone with friends yeah all right yeah that's all i got yeah, Mashoon had else. to record this in between. <laughs> I literally break. have a, I have a, oh shit, I have a call in two minutes. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, right, thank you so go. much for listening to our podcast. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It takes like two seconds, and Spotify. Yeah. Just leave us a five if you would like. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. It's, yeah, um, Mashoon Munir and Labyrinth Ave yeah. and Difficult Dish. Yeah, and we love you guys so much. Thank you so yeah, much for supporting do. us extra lately. Yeah. All right, thank we'll you see guys. you guys next week. Kudafis. I love this.